Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. Hi, this is George Swift from Bigger, Brighter, Bolder, and welcome to the Leveling Up podcast. The Leveling Up podcast is here to give you the personal development, the entrepreneurial development, and the business growth that you, the ambitious business owner, desires. I'm here to give you the inspiration, the motivation, but above all else, as always, to challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Don't forget, subscribe to this podcast and never miss an episode. Here we go again. England has been plunged into a second lockdown. We thought we were going to avoid it. Boris promised us that we would avoid it. And literally overnight on a Saturday, we get a briefing that tells us we are going back into lockdown for a month. However, 24 hours after that, it was starting to get leaked that it might be longer than that. There's lots of speculation that it might be longer than a month. Boris has come out again and said, It won't be. However, he was also the one that said we weren't going to have a circuit break or a fire break. I guess he wasn't lying on that front because we haven't gone into a circuit break. We've gone into another lockdown. This means that many small business owners right now may find themselves a little bit reeling under the fear, the pressure, the anxiety, the restrictions that are going to be placed upon them. Now, many businesses have already done the re-engineering work. Many people have already pivoted. Wow, that word that we use so much at the end of March and going into April, into May. Many businesses have pivoted. They've re-engineered their business. They've reworked their businesses, their practices, how they sell, how they market, how they communicate with their audiences. They've changed how they deliver their products and their services. So many of them, it's kind of like business as usual right now, except you don't get to go to the pub. You can't go to a restaurant or watch a football match still. So for many businesses, it's a shock. As a society, of course, it's a shock, it's a pain in the arse, it's pressure, it's, it's unnerving, it's uh, disruptive. But for many businesses, I get it, it's kind of like, okay, we've got to roll up our sleeves, we did it before, we got through it last time, we know what we're doing. Even if those businesses started to go back to a degree of normality, it's like, okay, we remember how we got over this last time, let's go again. For many businesses, they never went back to normality. They pivoted, they re-engineered their businesses, they're better off for it. And now it's kind of like, okay, so it's business as usual. I just don't get to do the social things I used to do. I don't get to see grandma like I used to, et cetera, et cetera. However, there are a proportion of businesses out there that are going to get hit really, really hard over this. Of course, we're talking about pubs, bars, restaurants. We're talking about cafes. Of course, retail, high street retail is going to take a big hit especially those small independent shops that might not come under the category of essential shops or essential goods. Once again, the majority of that money is going to be plowed, no doubt, into the internet. And not only that, specifically straight into the hands of Jeff Bezos, who made $29 billion extra just because of the last lockdown. But also there'll be all those other businesses, the ones that can continue to do business from home, from the shed, from the garden, from their car, where their clients are going to get hit. Their prospects are going to get hit by this lockdown and therefore it's going to knock on to those businesses. So actually, I'm hoping that you are going to be one of those businesses where you can kind of continue pretty much business as usual, all being it very much in the new unusual way. However, the chances are for most of us, we will get hit in some way. You can't just shut down the economy the way they're going to for a month and it not have a negative impact on it. For example, we know the damage that was done from the first lockdown. 
We're going into another lockdown now. Now, if they stay true to the word and it's one month, it's one month leading up into Christmas. So realistically, are we going to come out and spend twice as much in the high street in December, assuming we're allowed to come out and spend money in December on Christmas goods, etc.? Or are people going to be doing their shopping early? Well, the government's already told people to do their shopping early and other bodies have said, get your Christmas shopping in early. So what does that mean? Well, it means it has to go online. Well, for me, that's unacceptable. So if you are going to go online, I have a little mission here. It's just my own personal agenda. You can ignore it or you can take heed on it. Let's try and support our local suppliers. Let's try and look at supporting our local providers. Or at the very least, let's look at independent businesses, small businesses that do business on the internet rather than necessarily going straight into Amazon. It's too easy. I do it. I mean, the first lockdown got addicted to Amazon. You know, for the whole of the summer, I'll be honest with you, I kind of disengaged with going out and shopping. I couldn't be arsed with it all. So, you know, we've kind of become dependent on Amazon. But even I'm sitting there looking at this thinking, you know what, though? It might be convenient for me. But often it's small businesses and small retail businesses are paying the price of these lockdowns. But I'm thinking, you know what, you know, let's do what we can to continue to support each other. As business owners, as small business owners, let's support each other. Let's put, you know, as much of our, our money into other small businesses like ourselves. I know it's convenient. It's easy. I'm addicted like you are to spending money online with the big retailers and with Amazon, etc. But hey, let's do our little bit if we can and support local small businesses. And hopefully if you are a small business, you are making your business available online and you are letting your local community know that you're available online because I think we do need to shift the way that we're spending our money. I know there's loads of small independent businesses that earn their money through Amazon. I know that. But fundamentally, we're giving a lot of money, a lot of wealth to a single source. And that's not good in any way shape or form. It's not good that Jeff Bezos sits on another 29 billion. That doesn't really help you, help me, help our society. And if we give him another 20 billion or 100 billion or whatever, that doesn't really help us in any way. But if we took that money and put it into our local businesses, into our local communities, that would be transformational potentially. And at the very least, it might not transform their lives right now because they hit their taking. At the very least, it would cushion the blow. So I want us to really think for a moment about the price we're having to pay as small business owners for this lockdown, regardless of whether you agree with this lockdown, whether you disagree with the lockdown, or whether you're in the middle somewhere kind of questioning it and challenging it. And I know a lot of people are in that space this time around. Is it really needed? And even if it's really needed, is it a price that we're willing to pay as a society and certainly as a community within society as small business owners? You know, I haven't seen massive impacts of COVID-19 to people, but I have seen devastation to small businesses. So my perspective is going to be maybe slightly different to what the mainstream narrative might be on the BBC or the Telegraph or the Mail or through government. I understand there's a problem out there. I understand things are happening. I understand we're focused on one set of numbers and one particular problem. But we're not really tackling the other issues. We're not really having a broader perspective of what's really going on in other issues, other areas, like, you know, other routine hospital appointments or surgeries or cancer, depression. You know, we're starting to hear more and more about these impacts, but we're not really we're not really quantifying what those are. We know that small businesses are going under. We know that jobs are being lost. We know that livelihoods are being lost. We know people are losing their houses. We're not really measuring that. We're not quantifying that. So we're only really measuring one set of numbers, and that's how many cases have we got, how many people are in hospital, and how many people are dying. And whilst those numbers are obviously important numbers to measure, they're not actually the only numbers we should be measuring right now, and they're not the only numbers that we should be aware of as a society right now, because you know, if we're expected to go along with these measures, if we're expected 
expected to continue to pay the price for these lockdown and the isolation and the separation and all these things, if we're expected to pay the price for this, then I do believe that we need to understand the price that we're paying. And individually, you might sit there and it might be a little bit tougher for you, a little bit tougher for me. Your revenues might have taken a little bit of a hit. Maybe they took a big hit. But collectively, small businesses are paying a fucking huge price right now, as are many other people in society. And I think it's important that we take stock of that. And it's important that we really understand the price that's being paid right now for the actions that are being taken, rather than necessarily just going along with it and just saying, okay, you tell me we need to do this, therefore we need to do it. And I'm actually quite inspired by the number of business owners who are stepping up and they're not seeing the sense in what's going on. You know, business owners that have spent maybe the whole of the summer making their premises and making their, their properties and their shops or their bars or their restaurants or cafes, they've been making them COVID secure. They've been following all the, the rules. And here they are, bang, back into another lockdown. They're paying the price. Schools are open. Colleges are open. Universities are open. That's great. I love all that. I mean, one of the biggest impacts I found to small businesses the first time around was where you had people at home and their kids were at home and they're supposed to be homeschooling at the same time. So I understand that this is a good thing. This is much better than the lockdown we had at the end of March. However, it's hard for a business owner that spent all that time and energy and probably money and capital into making their premises secure, their coffee shop, their small restaurant, their independent shop. They're following all the guidelines and now they seemingly are the ones getting punished. Now, we know that actually the majority of these infections that we have, we know that they're not coming from the small independent shops. We know they're not coming from individual bars or restaurants. But obviously, they're taking measures in order to suppress a virus. And therefore, they're making these decisions at a top level saying, right, we'll shut that and we'll shut that. That's non-essential. That gym's non-essential, X, Y, Z. Well, the truth of the matter is, non-essential for who? Because it's certainly not non-essential for the person running that business. It's not non-essential for the person that might lose that business, lose their livelihood, lose their home. It's not non-essential for the person that might go into depression, anxiety, maybe even the business owner that will end up committing suicide. It certainly isn't non-essential for them. So whilst I'm not necessarily challenging the decisions that have been made, although I'm pretty sure you can hear the undertones in what I'm saying right now, but I'm not here to convince you of anything like that. But I do want us to take a moment to really acknowledge the price that we're paying. Now, I'm talking to you, the small business owner, because you're who I am creating this podcast for. But actually, it's not just you, the business owner. It's you, the individual, the person. It's your employees, if you have them. It's your family, your friends, your neighbors. We're all paying the price for this right now. Now, I know it's paying a price in order to not pay a bigger price. But whilst we are being told consistently what the bigger price is, and whilst these numbers, these huge numbers, these terrifying numbers that are being forced through our TV screens and forced through our social media channels and forced through our newspapers are constantly talking about these three numbers, cases, hospital admissions, deaths, we're not seeing the bigger picture of the price we're paying. So it's a concept that people are killing themselves. But we don't know how many, therefore... We're not really connecting to those numbers. We know that people are losing their houses, but it's a concept. We don't know the numbers. We don't see their faces. We know that businesses are going under. We know that revenues are down. We know that the economy is crashing. But we don't know by specifically how much. And even when they do release some numbers that give us an indication of the cost, 
of this course of action that we're taking as a nation. Let's be honest, most of the globe are following the same agenda. We don't really connect with it tangibly in the same way as these other three numbers, because these other three numbers are constantly being bombarded into your unconscious, your subconscious, into your psychology. Today, we had X number of cases, X number of people in hospital, X number of deaths. They don't talk about the number of people that are dying from cancer every day. They don't talk about the number of people from dementia or stroke or heart disease. These numbers, we don't know. They're concepts. We know a lot of people die from cancer. That's a concept of a lot of people. Can you imagine how terrifying it would be if every day our screen said, right, this many people died from prostate cancer. This many people died from ovarian cancer. This many people died from brain tumors. It'd be absolutely fucking terrifying as well. So what I want us to think about for a moment is actually, let's just take on, just for a moment, the cost of the actions that we're taking as a society in order to prevent these three numbers. Now, regardless of whether or not you believe it's a price worth paying, I just want you to acknowledge what that price is that we are paying first. Because how can we truly accept it's a price worth paying if we don't know what the price is? So I understand that this is a bad thing. I understand this is a dangerous thing. I understand this is a scary... I get all of that because I'm being told that every minute of every day for the last seven months or so. But I don't really know exactly how many businesses are going under. I don't know how many people have lost their jobs. They throw a number up, however many million. It's a concept. When you hear another 100,000 jobs have gone, or we've got another million unemployed, or however much, it's, it's a concept. But when it's drip-fed, today, another 60 businesses go under. Tomorrow, 120 businesses go under. The next day, 70 people have lost their homes. The next day, 5,000 people have been made redundant. Whatever it might be, those numbers start to really grate on us. We start saying, shit, man, this is, this is out of control. So my whole point of this episode isn't to really rant and rate. It's not anything, right? I'm disappointed, like I'm sure you're disappointed, that we've ended up back in this place again when we were promised that it wasn't going to be the case. As other parts of the UK went into their circuit breaks, we were told it would be devastating, catastrophic to society, to the, the economy, to mental health, to employment, to cancer diagnosis, to routine hospital operations. We were told this. And then a newspaper gets a leak. They start to leak it. A Saturday night comes along. Boris Johnson jumps on our TV in some kind of panic presentation, announces we're going to go not into a circuit break, into a, basically a full lockdown a few days from then. And you're looking at this thinking, fucking hell, like, I understand that what is going on in the world right now puts on stresses and pressures and everything else, but could you handle yourself just a little bit better? You know, why are we finding out your intentions? Because yet another leak for the newspaper. And why is Boris Johnson having to come out and then make announcements based on what's already been leaked into the media? And then we find out that way after we were told just a few days before that we were going to avoid this at all cost. So I'm trying not to rant. I'm trying not to go on a political agenda here right now. But I'm frustrated. And I'm sure you're frustrated. I'm frustrated at how it's been handled. I'm frustrated at how it's been portrayed. I'm frustrated with the media. I'm frustrated with the fact that we're not getting alternative perspectives on this. I'm frustrated that people that have something to say that is maybe counter to what we're hearing from the experts that we're being presented with aren't getting any airtime at all. I'm frustrated that someone can go on the BBC that has no credentials or qualifications really at all. They can get time 
in order to share their story because it's in alignment with the overall narrative. But a leading professor at a university, at a leading university, can't get any airtime. I'm frustrated that Dr. fucking Hillary has unlimited airtime on TV. A GP that's turned into a TV star, he can say as much as he wants. He gets as much airtime as he wants because he's sharing the narrative. He's sharing the agenda. He's on topic. However, other, more qualified, with greater credentials than him, doctors, GPs, virologists, experts, scientists, leaders, in the pharmaceutical world, they cannot get any airtime. No one's giving them a voice. I'm frustrated at that. I'm frustrated that we're only hearing about three numbers and we're not hearing about all the other numbers. I'm really annoyed that coronavirus is all specific and every detail and every piece of data is being force-fed to me. But everything else, all the prices that we're paying as a community, as a society, as individuals, is all being summed up in concepts. Massive economy crashes. It's a concept. Sounds scary, but it's a concept. The same as a big virus is a concept. A big virus isn't that scary. When it gets broken down into its numbers and we have graphs and we have experts in front of us telling us that basically we're all going to die or even if we're not going to die, society is at massive risk and the NHS is at risk and this and here's the data and here's the numbers and here's the specifics. And by the way, you know, we're going to lose a lot of businesses at the same time. We're going to lose a lot of jobs. It's all fucking conceptual. That really irritates me. Because they understand how the human brain works. You see, if I'm sitting there with a set of scales in front of me, and on the right-hand side, I've got X deaths, Y hospital admissions, and Z number of cases. On the right-hand side, I've also got the crashing of the NHS. I've also got this, that, and the other. Fear, 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 terror, terror, terror. All specifics laid out in front of you. On the left-hand side, we've got some job losses, we've got some crashing to the economy, we've got some mental health issues, we've got some increased cancer deaths, we've got some, we've got some, we've got some. It's not quantified, it's not specific, there's no graphs for that, there's no data for that, and therefore we don't have the true perspective of what's going on, and therefore as we look at our set of scales, it's obvious that the right-hand side must clearly outweigh the left-hand side because it's artificially weighted. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you that all the things that are sitting on the right-hand side should be ignored. I'm just saying we're ignoring way too much that's in the left-hand side. We're just ignoring too much the price we're paying as small business owners, the small retail is paying, the price that our restaurants, our cafes, our bars are paying, the price that we're paying to our own sanity, the price our children are paying. My two daughters have both been in quarantine at university. They've come out of quarantine for about a week and now they're going back into a lockdown. They're losing their social life. They're losing their connection with the outside world. They get to go to, I think it's like one or maybe two face-to-face -face classes a week. But fundamentally, they sit in their halls, in their flats with about five other people and that's the whole entirety of their social interaction. They go to a bar, they go to a club or whatever, they can't dance, etc. But at least they can go out, they can't do that anymore. And I'm just talking about the price that our children are paying. What about the future price that we're going to pay for this? The taxation that's going to have to come in. Maybe even hyperinflation that's going to come in off the back of this. The debts that we're racking up here as a society now have got to be paid back by someone. Will it be you? Will it be me? Will it be our children? Is it going to be our grandchildren that have to pay this? Truth of the matter is... You'll hear the concept. The concept is there's going to be a huge debt that needs paying back. 
It's a concept. If they told you exactly how much you're going to be worse off because of this, now you've got something that you can start to say, okay, here's the price I'm going to have to pay for this outcome. Do I think that that is a proportionate price to pay for this outcome or not? At least you get to make your own choice. You get to make your own decision. I'm not here to try and change your perspective or your point of view at all. But given what we've gone through and given the announcement and given my role in society as I see it, which is to champion small businesses like yourself, like myself, like my 70 plus members, like everybody on this podcast and anyone that's ever come to hear me speak or anyone that's read my book or anyone that's ever had any interaction with me at all who's in business, I see it as my responsibility to help you, to support you. I'm here to champion you. I want small business to be successful. I want the individuals in those businesses to have the lives that they deserve and to create a positive impact on society. I'm committed to it. It's my mission. It's my absolute role in this world. And therefore, how can I sit here and not comment on what's happening in the world right now that is so disruptive to those people who I'm championing? So I get it. You might totally agree with the government. You might totally disagree with the government. But the one thing I think we all have to understand and acknowledge We're not getting a balanced view on this. We're not getting a balanced perspective. We're getting terrorized with one set of numbers and we're getting conceptual ideas with the other set of numbers. On ground level, I know many businesses, most businesses have been hit by the lockdown. I don't know that many people that have been impacted by coronavirus. I know people that have had it. I know people that have been ill with it. I know people who know people have died from it. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm not saying it's not a threat. I'm not saying it's not terrible for those people that do die from it or have people who suffer with it in really negative ways. I'm not saying any of those things. I'm just saying, is it proportionate, the price that we're paying for supposedly the outcome that we're getting? Now, I get it. Many people in this episode right now, many of you might turn around and say, of course it is, George. My challenge to you isn't that you're wrong. My challenge to you is why do you think that's true? And do you have all the extra data? Are you really looking at this from a perspective of, right, we're paying X and we're getting Y. Is that a good deal? We're told it's a good deal. It's presented in a way to manipulate us into believing it's a good deal. But Dr. Hillary Jones will tell us it's what we have to do. But an equally qualified doctor won't get to have his say. In fact, people who, as I've said, are way more qualified than Dr. Hillary bloody Jones are, they don't get to have a say. So am I really in the presence of all the information, the data, so that I can be truly comfortable with the price that I'm being asked to pay? As opposed to just being told you have no choice. You can't go out. You can't open your doors. You can't do business. You're going to lose some jobs. You're going to potentially lose this. You're going to lose your sanity. You might lose a family member to suicide. You might get depression. You might, okay, I get that. That's the price I'm paying. Am I really, really quantifying the price that I'm paying? Do I know what it really is? Or am I just being told, look, that's some bad, heavy shit over there, but we have to do it because this is even worse. And is that true. Well, I get it controversial, but I said it before, I'll say it again. I'm here to support you, to champion you. Whether you believe in what's going on right now is the right course of action, whether you're frustrated that we've got to this point, or whether you damn outright disapprove 
and you disagree with what's going on right now, I am here to support you. I'm here to hopefully help guide you to navigate what we're going through collectively as a business community, but also to continue to support you to not just save your business right now, but to continue to grow your business and to continue to have the positive impact in society that you're having. I don't care what your politics are. I don't care whether you agree with me or disagree with me in what I'm saying right now. I am here to support you, to help you, because I'm 100% committed to small businesses, the positive impact they have on society, but also because I truly believe that every small business owner deserves the opportunity to be successful. So whether you agree with me or disagree with me, please take and accept this message as it is intended. It's one of love. It's one of passion. It's one of purpose. It's one of championing small business owners. And I want us to be successful. But more important than that, we're not owed anything in society. We're not owed anything in life, right? We have to go out and we have to make it work. We have to earn it. And all I'm asking for is an opportunity for small business owners like you and like my 70 business owners and like the other 5.94 million small businesses in the UK that generate 52% of revenues in the UK, that employ three-fifths of the workforce in the UK. I want to give them every opportunity to make it happen for themselves, to create their own destiny, create their own success and to have the positive impact in their own life to the people closest to them and society as a whole if you are interested in finding out a little bit more about what we're doing and how we're helping business owners just like you to navigate the current bumpy landscape that is the economy that is commerce then please do check out what we're doing at biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk if you're starting out in business just launching your business whether you're building your business doing 30 40 50k you want to hit that 100k plus mark or if you're already breaking 100k and you want to scale your business so you can start to create the lifestyle that you want or to build that business empire that you've always dreamed of then we've got a group or multiple groups that are perfect for you right now there's nothing more powerful than being in an environment that has a positive culture of growth where people expect the best from you but they also acknowledge that sometimes the worst is all you've got to give where we pick you up when you're down when we kick you up the arse when you need it when we hold you accountable to doing what you said you were going to do where we work on the mindset we work on the entrepreneurship we work on the business growth that we need as small ambitious business owners in order to continue our own journey to success go and check it out biggerbrightbolder.co.uk if you're ready for a chat then please drop Tracy Miller an email you'll find her email address in the descriptions of this episode and she would love to hear from you again whether you're launching your business building a business or you're trying to scale that business chat to her and she'll share with you how we can help support you on that journey we'd love to hear from you I'd love to hear from you until then I will be here next time we'll do this all over again until then as always be successful leveling up extreme business growth through raising your game when what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary you know you've leveled up 